uh hi guys welcome back to miscellaneous pleasures i am actually yeah just getting the setup um yeah i yeah this is perfect no issues so let's get into this video uh so as i said welcome back to miscellaneous pleasures i am back with the premier league preview if you may i'm not sure if i should call this premier league preview but you know that's what i'm going with so yeah uh, i mean you're probably watching this on youtube channel or listening to this on the podcast so for people who are listening to this on the podcast i am actually showing the premier league table i will be showing the pictures that are there in this game week and also the next one perhaps uh, i'll probably be talking about manchester united and our fixtures and you know the ucl exit stuff like that so there will be few things on the screen and i will make sure that i talk about what's actually there on the screen so that you know the listeners don't actually miss out on stuff so yeah i just begin with the premier league preview and i'll get to manchester united later i mean this is a short one so it's not going to take that long uh you obviously have spurs and liverpool tied at the top of the league i mean tied on points and spurs are obviously ahead on goal difference uh, i mean i made a video about I, mean, i think now it must be four weeks or at least three weeks where i talked about mourinho for the premier league win and spurs for the premier league win um I mean, I'm not. I'm not going to say that it looks likely or it looks likelier than it did at that time, but a lot of the things have happened as I expected them to happen, like their win against Arsenal, their win against Manchester City. Or I don't know. Did I make the video after the Manchester City win? I'm not sure. Anyways, the point being, they have beaten teams that they, you know. would have been doubted to beat and obviously they got a draw against Chelsea which Mourinho would probably love even though he did say stuff like i am happy that my players aren't happy or something like that uh so you know i'm i'm pretty much sure the spurs are going to make the top 3 uh, it's just a question of whether they will be good enough to get about 85 points and liverpool <coughs> they're actually i think playing more responsibly than than they would because of virgil van dijk's absence and all the other injuries that they have so how they're basically playing is actually helping them because what people obviously thought including me that they will probably not fall off the cliff but you know have a dip in their performance and there has been a dip in their performance but uh you know they're still playing pretty well and they do deserve to be at the top of the league at this moment and they'll probably be in the top 3 by the end of the season and i mean they have 24 points from 11 games and as i said i think they have played much more responsibly than they would have if virgil van dijk was present because because they obviously are trying to compensate for his absence by playing more responsibly and playing more i won't say compact but they're definitely not playing with the style and swagger that they usually do 
but they are getting their results and that's probably the most important thing like i mean the the bulls result was absolutely fantastic uh, and even the leicester city one like these two results they blew their opposition away and i mean they didn't blow their opposition away but not like their usual uh, style but they did play really really well and the brighton game i mean they did look a bit i mean tired is the word i would use they probably looked a bit in terms of creativity there wasn't much and obviously brighton got that penalty which they scored uh and the manchester city one also like the city one i think the city dom manchester city dominated that game i wouldn't say they dominated like 75 25 but they did dominate it like about 60 40 and one one was probably a fair result so these are their last four results and rather i should say last yeah last four results in the premier league uh, where they have beaten wolves and leicester and they have drawn against brighton and manchester city and i feel like this season they are perfectly placed to get those 85 points it's just a question of whether they can carry this sort of uh, streak going because what they have done well is they have not lost much actually i mean the only game that they lost was the aston villa one so they haven't lost you know the games like west ham i think they won that 2-1 or 3-1 there was another game that they won i remember which was pretty close the sheffield united one right 2-1 so these results have probably helped them a lot in terms of points but these are the sort of games that they might have lost or rather people would say they should have lost because they have lost Virgil van Dijk and all the injuries that they have so hopefully they are going to lose their upcoming at least a few games here and there and not just win them in a whisper or you know draw them i hope that they lose some games um i mean they are playing i don't know who they are playing i mean they are playing fulham there's no way they're losing that uh, the spurs one hopefully it's a draw uh, i mean from a united perspective i think a draw would be a really good result or spurs win because i don't want liverpool to win the league so mourinho for the title if not us if not manchester united i would rather have spurs win the league because you know if chelsea win it then there'll be all those lampard and all those discussions which i hate uh liverpool obviously not manchester city obviously not arsenal again i mean I don't think people realize this but United and Arsenal are these fierce rivals and there is no way Arsenal are winning it so let's just not even talk about them. Uh I mean the team left is Spurs. And I wouldn't mind Spurs winning the league. I mean it would be better if somebody like an Everton or I don't know Aston Villa or Leicester not Leicester City but Aston Villa or somebody like that could win. And yeah So Spurs are perfectly poised, and I hope that they do win the league, if not for Manchester United, which I don't think is happening anyway. So you know, let me not dwell on it. Uh, after Spurs, Liverpool have a game against Crystal Palace. Eh, Palace could Palace could uh, do it. I'm not sure. I'm not going to call it, but Palace could beat Liverpool. So I hope that happens. Uh, Chelsea again. Chelsea have been in a brilliant run of form, and they have won. they beat leeds very well they drew against spurs obviously but then they have ha- they have been having good results 
uh, and they are playing Everton. I mean, Everton are shit, aren't they? I mean, they are not shit like a Sheffield United has been this season, but you know, the whole hype around that team that they had, Alan, uh, Dakore, and Andre Gomez with James Rodriguez, Richarlison, and Dominic Calvert Lewin. And this is the reason that I have always been, in this season at least, quite confident that none of the Everton's or the Leicester City's or the Southampton's, whoever else, Aston Villa, right? I mean, they have not, they have played two games less than others. And people like that, I'm not giving them a chance to win this league because they don't have the squad to win it. They may have the first 11 pieces of it at least, but there is no way they have the squad to do it. And yeah, so, anyways, I think people are overhyping them because. You know, I'm, yeah, I mean, DCL has been scoring a lot of goals, but James Rodriguez, they were calling him, they were talking about him as if he is the best creative player in the world, which he isn't. And there is a reason that he struggled at Real Madrid or Bayern Munich or places like that, because if he's in form, then he could do things, but if he's not, then he's just a another version of Mata and for Manchester United fans who are listening or watching to this or watching this you would understand what I'm saying so and especially when he's played on the right that James Rodriguez on the right like he's not going to track back the opposition left back and it just creates a lot of troubles for the team defensively especially now that they are also missing Dinya who is I think out for like a couple of months or something so you know I mean, United have Manchester City, so I'm going to come to that game later. But, and I mean, do I want to talk about Arsenal? You know what, I'm going to talk about Arsenal just for half a minute or something because their form has been horrendous to say the least in league. Uh, I mean, it does say here that they have lost three out of the last four games and the one game that they didn't lose, they drew. I'm not sure who they drew against. Uh, it couldn't possibly be against the bigger side. Oh yeah, they drew the game against Leeds and they were absolutely outplayed, battered by Leeds and they, and Leeds should have won that game. So essentially they have, at least from their perspective, they have lost four games or they have played badly in them and they have to get a... I mean, there has to come a point where Arsenal has to win a game and I don't know where that point is coming from because Burnley, I mean, they did get beaten by Manchester City final, but Burnley are a side that could defend really well when they want to and if they bring their A game against Arsenal, they could even beat them like 2-0 or something because, you know, they have players who can attack in set pieces which would be dangerous for Arsenal. But for some reason, I'm having a feeling that Arsenal are going to win this like 3-1 or 4-1 or something. It's just a guess. I don't know how right I'm going to be, but you know. Uh, Leeds. Leeds is a very interesting one because for a couple of reasons. I think I mentioned this before, but if I haven't, let me mention it now. Uh, I wasn't aware of Marcelo Bielsa. And I have known him only since, I suppose, mid-2019 or something like that. 
obviously the spy gate happened but i never really heard of his name at that time i mean i didn't really bother myself with it i just heard of the news the spy gate and stuff like that but i didn't really bother myself with other stuff and i was playing football manager and you know this guy marcelo bielsa he said some things about me he was one of the first managers to do that where he said some really you know he said things like his team is performing his team is not really playing well they are just getting the results and he said something like that and i was triggered and i said something back in the press conference and i absolutely battered his team and after the game i said some things about him and he said some things about me and this is how it went in that game that was my first proper introduction to him and i was like who is this guy who does he even think he is stuff like that and then a few months later uh, i heard this story about marcelo bielsa and the pep guardiola one i'm not sure if it was at the same time that he said it in the press conference but you know uh, one of my friends told me this that story and it was this i think it was around the project restart and stuff where leeds got promoted and marcelo bielsa was talked about and then this premier league season started and there was this hype around bielsa leeds the way he plays and you know people were raving about bielsa and i never really joined the bandwagon at that time but after the first few weeks i was like you know what leeds are actually a very good team but the only problem that they had in my opinion was their defense which was just not present a lot of the times and i was under the opinion that they will definitely finish in the bottom 10 because they don't have the defense to have a better position if you may and i mean right now they are 14th and they found it difficult to beat arsenal when arsenal were parking the bus after they got red carded I don't know who got red carded for them but somebody got the red card. Uh yeah, it was Pepe, right? He headbutted. So I think that's going to be a problem for Leeds this season. Like there are going to be teams towards the end of the season and when I mean, they're not they're not going to get relegated. So next season also there'll be teams that will figure out that one of the best ways to play play against leeds is to park the bus like what would you do against a high pressing liverpool side you park the bus that's what all the bottom 10 teams and even some of the top teams like even united have done it with mourinho like park the bus and hope to create some goal with a counter attack here and there and teams like newcastle burnley or uh, i'm not able to say the names now but you know people like brighton not brighton they do play good football like palace wolves people like that they can beat leeds by playing that sort of a way and leeds do struggle to finish the chances that they create uh bamford is good but he's not good enough i mean i don't know he's probably good enough for leeds but he's not good enough to finish all the chances that they create so that's going to be an interesting watch and leeds were always going to be an interesting watch for me and one of the things that i was looking forward to this season was bielsa against arteta bielsa against lampard bielsa against solskjaer as well as stuff like bielsa against klopp your mourinho's your ancelotti's your pep people like them and 
most of the things have already happened uh spurs haven't played leeds we haven't played leeds and we are about to in a couple of yeah in about 10 12 days i think about december 20th or something we have the game against leeds uh but bs uh, lost to chelsea quite convincingly uh i mean when i say convincingly i mean they did have a lot of their chances but they did make a lot of mistakes uh, against the big sides it's always the mistake that you make that's going to cost you uh and bs are effectively schooled arteta uh i don't remember did leeds play everton leeds did play everton right i think leeds won 1-0 or something that was a good game to watch i don't remember the score i think it was a draw or leeds won I think it was like the Harrison guy who scored from like a 30 35 yards. Harrison was it or it was some somebody else Rafinha I'm not sure. So Leeds effectively have played a lot of their good football against good sides. Uh it's going to be interesting. I don't know who Leeds are playing this week. Uh they're playing West Ham. Uh yeah yeah Leeds are playing West Ham. Yeah, I just remembered. Uh Bills have given up the whole lineup right. the press conference yesterday or the day before yesterday so it's going to be interesting to actually see if he picks the same lineup which i think he will and how west ham actually approach the game because they are in some sort of a good form right now or they have been the season so it's going to be interesting um yeah i mean i've talked enough about all the other teams in the league and it's time that i talk about manchester united and manchester city uh city have had a good run of results recently uh they did beat burnley 5-0 they did beat fulham 2-0 and even though even though they lost to spurs which was i think always i mean i i saw that result coming from a while away um uh, they did play well against liverpool i did watch that game the thing is with man city for majority of the season it has been a very simple story they have had a lot of possession they haven't been able to create a lot of chances they have had their strikers injured so no focal point or anything like that and they have been susceptible to counter attacks but they have improved in lot of those aspects and they are looking like a real force and i'm not worried about a final or 6-0 against us this weekend but we have to in that game uh i say have to for two reasons and those two reasons are the premier league table and the morale right so united obviously crashed out of the champions league like they haven't in a long time but the last time we did this i don't even think the lvg1 counts or is similar to this one because this time we were actually leading we were top of the league or top of the group after three or four games and in the first two games we defeated the best two sides in the group how we managed to botch it up yeah i can't explain that but the fact of the matter is that has happened now and there's no point talking about it uh so if If you thought as a Manchester United fan that this week couldn't get worse it could if you lose to Manchester City which is why winning against them is really important and as i said the second factor is the table if you see the premier league table i mean obviously 
United and City have obviously played a game less than others. And if a win for either one of them is going to keep up the pace with Spurs, Liverpool and Chelsea, we're all playing... I don't know who they're all playing. I have no idea who they're all playing. But... Uh, yeah, so Spurs are playing Palace. They'll win it, most likely. Chelsea are playing Everton. Uh, yeah, I think Chelsea will win it, but it's going to be an interesting watch. And obviously Liverpool are playing Fulham. They're going to win it. So the winner of this game is going to keep up the pace with the top three. The loser of this game is obviously not going to do that. The person who draws this game, I mean, let's say this game ends in a draw, then I don't think it's that bad a result for Manchester United because a draw against Manchester is not a bad result. If you're going to win the league, then it probably is, but you know, it's not a bad result. So, but that is only considering the table. If you're going to consider the morale, I think winning this game is going to be pivotal because for a long time, since that Istanbul result and the Arsenal result, there was obviously a lot of people calling for Solskjaer's head. And I feel like United have actually played well a lot of the times this season. But these two Champions League defeats could not have come at a worse time for Solskjaer if he, you know, if you just consider Solskjaer because we have actually played well in the league as well. Though we have not started well, but we have played well and we have had a string of good results. It's just a question of whether United are capable of what United are going to come up against City and what is the tactic they're going to come up with. Because I don't think Martial or Cavani is fit, which just leaves Iga- uh, Greenwood and Rashford. I mean, let's just forget Igalo because I don't think he's playing. So, it's going to be very difficult because when you only have two forward players and you have to add like Bruno Fernandes as the third and both the forward players that we have, they're not physical enough to be number nines. It's going to be a very difficult thing and I don't know if Cavani or Martial are back. I don't think they are. So yeah, it's going to be a very difficult game. Fred will definitely start, Bruno will definitely start, Rashford and Greenwood will. Uh, Maguire, Lindelof is obviously spare and Van Bezaka and Teles with the Haya. So the only positions that are worth talking about, rather two positions, uh, it's the right wing and the central midfield. If you're going for a 4-2-3-1. If you're going for a different formation, then there are two positions to talk about. I think Van Der Beek has to start because he has to, or it has to be Pogba. Like, I wouldn't start Pogba for the things that have happened around him this week. Uh, and Van der Beek has actually played well when he has played and he'll probably be very useful playing against the press against Manchester City and even to be creative enough to pick those passes for the counter-attack. So I am hoping that Van der Beek starts, which leaves the other position. I mean, McTominay is going to play, right? And it, I think it's kind of obvious that McTominay is going to play. I just hope that Sosha doesn't go for the diamond because he'll get battered by Manchester City. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't look confident because I'm not. And yeah, how, how am I supposed to be confident? Because the fact of the matter is, 
we have just had a horrible couple of games in the Champions League and before that or in between them we have had two games in the Premier League where we have played rubbish and then played really well so there's a part of me that says we can take confidence from our wins in the Premier League and there's a part of me which says you know what United are placed very well for a 4-0 final defeat uh, which we are capable of losing and yeah i don't know i think i'll probably go for a 1-1 or a 2-1 sort of result for either team on the day it could be anybody's um, yeah so yeah I, i am not confident because i don't look confident because i am not confident and i don't sound confident because i'm not so yeah i'm not going to talk about pogba in this video i'm not going to talk about solskjaer in this video or podcast uh, because i i'd rather reserve my judgment for a couple of weeks now because this is a very crucial time i am obviously backing solskjaer but pogba is a different story and i don't want to get into it right away so yeah that's all for this thank you so much for listening thank you so much for watching uh i will be back in terms of football i'll be back with probably a video for the manchester city game like definitely the post match one but the pre match one i'm not sure what i'll do but i think i'll do something and yeah so that's all for the football content there's obviously other content that is there on the channel uh, i have just reacted to stranger things season 1 episode 6 i'll be reacting to dark season 1 episode 7 and 8 probably tomorrow and i hope that i'm able to release this video slash podcast today because it will give ample time for viewers to watch before the premier league kicks off this game week and yeah So that's all for this one thank you so much for listening and watching bye